I had a boss named Charity. She was the, not a stripper. She did meth <laughs> and made pizza. Man, I hope I grow some hair down there. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast. It's like a pube on a toilet. We're always going to be there. That's so gross, but only when it's not yours. Yeah. I feel like that's like a man thing. You think? I feel like it. You're saying that a woman's pube can't be on a on a toilet? Well, no, but I feel like I feel like if a lady gets a pube on a toilet, she'll be mortified and get it off. But I think if a man goes in the bathroom and sees a pube on the toilet, he just leaves it. So I think yeah, 100%. I think the only pubes on the toilet we've seen in this house is mine and yours. <laughs> Are you sure? I know you can't be sure. What if you saw I, one of your mom's pubes? And you can be sure cuz you and mom's a redhead. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a red pube, but you know not all not all blonde people have blonde pubes. Yeah. Is that a thing? What? Blonde pubes? Sure. Cuz I feel like it's usually just like black or dark brown no matter what hair color. No, I think there's natural blondes down there. Weird. I don't like that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it just feels wrong. You know, like imagine you're a blonde guy and your arm hair is blonde and your leg hair is blonde and your pubes are blonde. Is that not just like kind of weird? It'd be gross. <laughs> but why? I feel Exactly. Like, it's the same reason that I'm like, I don't know. I don't like that. It, it makes no sense. I feel like if you're a guy and like you're undressing and you take your pants off, and you have blonde pubes, I feel like the girl's going to be like, uh, pass. Just take them off. The pubes? Yeah. If you have blonde pubes, just get them all off. As a guy? Yeah. And so growing up, and then you're in like, what, middle school, and you watch porn, there's no pubes ever, anywhere. So I guess I, I feel like I kind of grew up with that in my head. I didn't really know. With no pubes, and then you grew them, and you're like, well, wait no, a minute. Well, no, no. I, I mean, like, on, on women. I didn't, because there's so many things guys don't know about girls, and girls don't know about guys. Sure. You know? So I, I came to the conclusion that women just always shave them. I don't know. I probably learned when I was, like, 15 or 14 pretty quickly that that's not how it works. But I feel like that's, there needs to be... Some sort of hedge trimming, you know, same with the guy, like, don't let it get so crazy, like, let it get crazy as much as you want. But I feel like if you're gonna, you're going on your Tinder date, and you're planning on trying to bang, or y'all have talked about it, and you're going to, you don't have to take them all off, but there should be some cleanup. You should get rid of the ones that are longer than your erect penis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've had some really ridiculously long pubes. <laughs> ridiculous. I, just, I, I don't really fancy the idea of going down on a girl and getting like like flossing <laughs> or like being the, pip, 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 uh, you know, like the rest of the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Do do something. And you don't I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, it has to be this way, this way, this way and this way. It all has to be perfect. I just don't really like the idea of having a wig in my mouth. You, you just know, want to take it down to a three guard. Yeah, like that? just do do something. <laughs> just like I'm going to do something. I'm a, if if you're talking about licking my balls, I might get the hair off my balls. As scary as that sounds. What about if they've like shaved like a couple days ago 
and you go down there. There's a little stubble. It's like it's uh, like itching my face, like licking a cat's tongue, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> See, that's that's okay. Is it? Yeah, right. it's better than curly. What's, and what's the point of getting pubes? in your teeth? Do they protect your junk somehow? I, I have no idea. I don't. It, it is kind of weird that underarm hair, pubic hair. Yeah, what's the point that you don't grow thick hair everywhere, only in certain spots, or at least the dense amounts of hair. <laughs> you know, because like. Yeah, like me and you. I mean, you got dense hair everywhere, so this doesn't apply to you. On my head, on my in my butt crack. Your legs are fucking hairy. Yeah, my legs are hairier than yours. Yeah. Yeah, you're wolf man downstairs. My what? You're a wolf man downstairs. <laughs> prepubescent boy upstairs. You'll that, how how has it been like eighty episodes <laughs> since know. wolf became a thing? Not sure. It's Not never sure. gonna die. I was in the army with a with a guy who, oh my gosh, he his his legs were so hairy it looked like he's wearing a pair of like shaggy pants. That's yeah, we, but in cross country there's a guy like that. But he had no chest hair whatsoever. It was so fucking bizarre. I have a decent amount of chest hair now. Yeah. And I mean, you can see I got pubes underneath my belly button. It's Those aren't pubes. That's just hair. Well, they're not but, curly. That'd be I'm really just, gross if your pubes went all the way up to your belly button. I mean, yeah, but they're just more puby in nature than other kind, and then I got... I've had hair on my nipples since sixth grade, because there's a video on my sister's phone. I was shirtless in the backyard, and there was a long <laughs> black hair on my nipple waving in the wind, and she's laughing. It seems like the nipple is the first place like a, a boy grows a hair. It yeah. just kind of shows up there one day, and you're like, what What the hell's that? I, I mean, I remember... Um, I think I was like 13 or 12 or 13, and I was going to that one doctor. Uh, we were actually talking about her the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, she was from Nigeria. The Nigerian neurologist. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions she asked me was, when did you start growing pubic hair? And I'm trying to think. It's like, that's not something you like take record of. No. July 12th. Was that something? pubic hair. You knew that was coming, though. Was that something you were looking forward to? Were you like, man, I hope I grow some hair down there? Is it like, um, man, I, I can't wait to be 16 and drive where you're like, dude, No, got to get my pubes in. I, I don't think I had heard about that until they were already kind of a thing. I didn't uh, have that talk with you? I mean, I'd probably not about pubes, but probably about sex type stuff. Y'all like read me a book. Not my idea. <laughs> well, obviously not your idea. I bought you a better book with pictures and mom was horrified. No, I looked at one with pictures, and no, they're like boobs, and I had a different there was one. like a cat that was... A cat with boobs? No, <laughs> there was a, a dude sitting on the toilet, and like his dog was looking at him, okay. like sitting in the bathroom, in, in the puberty book. Right. And there was also a girl sitting on the toilet on another page, and her like her cat or whatever pet was watching her. Probably a cat. And it was, that's, yeah. It a little make, humor there. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't. I hardly remember that book. I kind of doubt that we have it anymore. Oh, there's no way we don't have that book. <laughs> I mean, but where the fuck would I, it be? I bet I know where it is. I bet I can find it. Okay. I, with pubes, I don't think... I think by fifth grade or sixth grade, which is around when, at least for my generation, we I started hearing sex jokes and things like that. I think they already started to become a thing. Like, the way my brain works, I feel like I can't remember a time without them. Now, <laughs> no. armpit hair, um, like Gary and his older brother, when they would be over here and were swimming, and his older brother had armpit hair, I was like, dude, 
I want that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah, I, I I didn't get that. I never had a whole lot. I still don't have a whole lot. Well, I feel like I have a decent amount, but it's not like bushy and tons of it. So if you were going out with a girl and she wanted you to shave your pubes, would you shave? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that attached to them. That would feel terrible. What, what would you do? You what, get having the, stubble? Would you, what would you, you get the clippers and take it down as far as you could and then just fucking get like a razor and some shaving cream? I've never used a, a razor blade razor because they kind of scare me. The only scary part is like your balls. Yeah. Or closer, like, so you know, like. I'm not doing my balls. When you're. There's no need to do the balls. The way like there's like extra ball skin sort of like at the top of your dick. You know what I'm talking about? Like how like, it's like where your balls start to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how to describe it. Where the the skin starts to become looser and whatever. Yeah. And it like kind of comes up to the base of your dick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That part is scary. Fuck yeah. And then. That's where they fucking did my, uh, my snip snip was right around that area. Really? Yeah. At the base of your penis? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like in your balls. No, it's like, kind of where in your sack. It's kind of where your balls meet your penis. Your bubble gum. Because I, because <laughs> I think it's basically where your balls connect to your penis. You know. Yeah, where your where your they fallopian gotta... tubes are. <laughs> yeah, my fallopian <laughs> tubes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't Whatever. pay attention in science, did you? <laughs> we didn't learn about that in science. We had a sex ed class that was yeah. optional. So I didn't. It was health. I didn't take it because you had to. Watch a lady give birth, and I don't think I could do that. Oh, gosh. I did that once, and it was pretty terrible. <laughs> pretty terrible. Well, you have two kids. What I happened? Know. I didn't watch the second time. <laughs> and I was bigger. <laughs> like, I will not do that again. <laughs> was I the one who ripped mom up? I don't know. <gasps> I don't remember. No, I think God. I think it was yours. I mean, you, y'all might have both <laughs> ripped her up. I don't know. That's just terrible. Yeah. Man. Hey, um, speaking of things, and I don't know if this uh, goes for you or not, um, talking about toilets and things girls may not know, when you're standing up and peeing into a, uh, a toilet bowl, do you ever spit through your stream? I mean, I have, <laughs> but not usually. For a while there, I, um, I became what an alpha male would not like because at work, when I would go pee, no chance I'm standing up. I'm sitting down and taking 10 minutes, you know, and doing that multiple times a, a shift because I want to fucking be there. I got into the habit of never standing up when I pee, even at home. And I've more just just recently in the past year started standing up a lot more. But I find it's it's more annoying to try and shake the last drops out of your dick when you're sitting down. Yeah, so I always sit down here, but at work, I'm not going to fucking sit down where everybody's ass has been and they've been shitting. Why do you not care gonna... if your ass touches something like that? Because people have been shitting there, man. I, I just don't want Not to. on the seat. It happens. Have you never seen, like, the blowback? You think that <laughs> stuff doesn't get on seats? What do you mean? You know what I mean. What do you mean the blowback? Like, whenever it like hits some... the water? Yeah, and it... when, when somebody is, has sprayed and, oh. and you can still see yes, the, I've seen that. the hardened spray marks. My last boss hovered when he shit. See, and, and he would have diarrhea often. He was a bastard. So I took a picture the other day. I was at work, and the toilet seat was up. And you took a picture? Yeah, because look, 
That's like blood. That's blood on the underneath of the toilet seat. Well, so there's... At work. Is that from a period? When do women's periods stop? What do you mean, when, when do they stop? I thought they stopped when they were like 50. Okay, I work with a lot of women who are under 50. Well, well, but like, isn't that what menopause is, right? You're like having a, it's like a midlife crisis and your, your period <laughs> stops. I don't know anything about it. A midlife crisis in your vag? Well, I mean, isn't it like a hor- like horrible, shitty time for women I don't or know. something? I don't know. I think it's pretty shitty, horrible time when they're having a period too and they got the PMS going. Uh, yeah. It's good to be a guy. I don't know, but every, I would assume yeah, but- my, my monkey brain would be like, Blood on toilet, period, period, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. But it could have just been a bloody ass. But that's a significant amount of blood underneath the toilet seat. Yeah. I've never seen that before. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if if you take like a tampon out, does it like, I, I just, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. What, <laughs> I mean, how, how would it get there either? I don't know. You know, from a. I don't know. The vagina hole is not that close to that part of the toilet. No, it's not. It's not pointing that direction. Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a mystery, man. But there was blood on the underneath of a toilet seat. And, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't real happy about seeing that. So you're you're a man and you're afraid to sit on a toilet I'm after people have to sit on near a toilet. it I'd, or in it. It's not a fear. But think about a woman sitting down on that. They have an opening for the poop particles to go into. <laughs> what? Oh, the vag? Yeah. And we don't I guess we have a urethra, but that just means they got two openings. Yeah. I'd feel more uncomfortable if I was a girl sitting on used toilets. I feel like the air would be like wafting up. It will. <laughs> have you ever heard that uh sometimes women will have a fart and it'll roll up through into the puss? What? Yeah, they'll like they'll like fart in their jeans or whatever and it'll it'll oh, roll yeah. forward into the puss. Yeah. I don't know what effect that has, but it's a terrible effect, I would imagine. It's just smelly air going into a smelly cave. That's fun to think about, though, (laughs) isn't it, Jack? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father son time together. This is episode number 195. Woo. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, 195. Why'd you tell me to do that? That was stupid. <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> fell for that? Yeah. What do you mean? You held up something that said, do the BG Gees Stay yeah. Alive song. <laughs> Fucking asshole. And you remember that? that sounds co- stupid because of you. That one star review or whatever. He said, these are guys that tried too hard to be funny. <laughs> they think they're funny, but they're not. Yeah, don't let them listen to this episode. I know. That's oh, the last time fucking... I'm ever taking your advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last fucking time. <laughs> You dick, man. You dicked me Everyone over there. Everyone knows I'm I'm funnier than that to That's come up with some up. shit. <laughs> so stupid. I, I didn't know what you were doing when you were, I was like, so confused. I didn't put it together. And then it's dumb, man. Episode 195. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, uh, that was awful. Yeah, it was. Fuck you <laughs> making me do that. You redeemed yourself by pretending it was me. You made something funny out of that. <laughs> oh man, that was that was possibly one of the worst things to have ever happened in here. And I'm never gonna trust you again. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is? It's lobby time with Vincent Jack.
right, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right, Jack, a couple things. Um, remember, um, in April, our merch store had a 35% off sale? Yes. Uh, I forgot to buy anything, and I haven't checked to see <laughs> if anybody else bought anything yet either. But luckily, there is going to be another 35% sale off on... On May 10th through 14th and May 25th through 29th. So if you weren't able to go earlier on the 35% off sales, uh, you get two more opportunities in this uh, wonderful month of May. So I'm going to get something this time. I was like pimping it. And then when it was over, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I didn't buy anything. Forgot about it. Yeah, we got some good shit on there. All right, next. Um, last episode was a, a history of violence. And I don't really think that we talked enough about the 69. Okay. That's the only movie I've ever seen that's not a porn where they just fucking go to 69. I just found it very odd that rather just instead of having like a lovemaking scene or just some doggy style or or something, (laughs) I just found it odd that they just went immediately to 69. I would definitely have to agree. (laughs) It was weird. I also kind of find it odd that they were sideways. Do you remember that? That they did it sideways. What, so nobody's not, like, right on top of the other person? Yeah, you would think that the guy would lay on his back. That would probably be the most natural and easy position. But they were sideways. And you start digging in, I remember. Oh, man, yeah, he was. (laughs) was, Yeah, I feel like that's one of the only movies with a 69, not including sexual movies. Yeah, maybe we'll do Parameters Month again, and I'll I'll have you find another movie with a 69 in it that's not a... (laughs) It's not a porn. I feel like that's going to be hard. You know, like I'll, I'll look up movies with 69 <laughs> in it. It's not going to give me just like a movie with a, a small sex scene. It's just going to give me Ron Jeremy shit or something. Yeah. He is disgusting. Oh, he's... Um, Doesn't he have isn't he, he a lot of trouble? Oh, yeah. He's in prison, I think, for uh, oh. sexually assaulting um, several women. And I don't think he's mentally stable anymore either. And he never really looked like he was. Yeah, I mean, we, we've said it before. He's, God, he's an ugly, ugly motherfucker. Yes. And <laughs> the fact that he was in so many porns, I just feel bad for all the women who were in I those know. porns. It's like, uh, come on in, here's your co-star. And they just had to be like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Yeah. Women in porn are always hotter than dudes that are fucking them. Now, now in porn, there's like all sorts of guys. Like, the, I'm, I'm sure there's some porn star guys. I, I don't know who they are because I'm not a porn connoisseur. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you who the the females are. The last one I ever heard of was like Jenna Jameson. Um, so I don't. That was like in the '90s or something. Yeah, she must be like 88 now. But back in my day, there were two main dudes, and it was Ron Jeremy and Harry Reams was the other one, <laughs> which is a not the best name, but I mean, it was kind of the same people in most of the porns that I used to watch when, when I was a kid. And you saw every time there was a Ron Jeremy video, were you seeing him in it? Well, more than like his dick area? No, the, yeah, because they tried to do more acting back then. Oh, yeah. 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 So for those that don't know, my dad's hobby was watching TV. And back in the 80s, he bought a satellite that was like eight feet in diameter that moved. And, of course, a 13-, 14-year-old boy just knew that he was going to find some shit out there. And, of course, I found yeah. American Triple Ecstasy channel and the Playboy channel. And I went through fucking bottles and bottles of Jergens uh, during that time. Gross. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, I watched a, a lot of porn at a very young age, and uh, <laughs> Harry Reams and Ron Jeremy, I feel like we're in most of them, which was pretty disappointing. Not that I'm watching because of the guy. I mean, yeah, but but ugh. so there's a whole like there were lots of holes. Yeah, regular porn, you see both parties doing it. Like you could see the dude's face, or if he had chest hair, or anything like that. But there's there's one. Uh, like a whole subcategory or whatever that's POV, where you don't see the dude, you see his dick, and that's about it. Is that to wear those virtual reality it's, things, goggles or whatever? And you could, but it's like the guy's like holding the camera like the whole time. Okay. And I think that's better because I don't prefer seeing the dude. And sometimes it's like a, some old fart. There's some where it's like, there, I mean, of course, there's like old guy porns where it's on like old men fucking young women like old men wait a minute yes how old well like gray hair and fat okay like 60 something plus and i think that's disgusting so job for me when i retire <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> but then there's the ones that aren't like explicitly that kink or whatever you would call that and it's the same like a nasty like a fat old guy and you're like, that is disgusting. There's a 45-year age gap here. Like, I want to vomit. Yeah. I'd rather not know who the dick belongs to in, in the video. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you like you could see it, like who they are, and you're like, just a guy. But most of the time you see it and you're like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. horrible. They don't cast hot uh, guys in porn, except for probably in gay porn. And we've talked about that before, and I think they don't because... Most people who watch porn are guys, and I think it gives guys a sense of, damn, he can get that girl. But what about the girls? Take care of them. I, Let them know. fuck hot guys for a living. I mean, they're making money. How fucking shitty is it that some of the dudes are butt ugly, but they have like a 30-inch penis, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, cast him. That's what they did back in the 70s. And what about injuries and shit, too? Because so, <laughs> sometimes the, gar the guys go a little crazy. With their massive penis, and massive penises, contrary to middle school boys' beliefs, you don't want one. I'm, I know. I can, uh, <laughs> I can tell you that from personal it, experience. It sucks having a massive it, penis. It, it really does. It well, really does. Because some dudes, they're not allowed to go balls deep. They cannot go balls deep because pain or maybe vomiting if you're doing a mouth thing. Their tip's longer than our whole penis. Yeah. It's just like... Imagine only being able to put a portion of your wiener in. That kind of sounds shitty. Yeah. And then there's like, it'll just like hurt people. And then also your erections, maybe this is a myth. I, I heard that after a certain point, your erections are not as solid. Like if your dick is massive, that it's going to never be as hard as like... Your heart can't pump yeah, your blood heart, into there. Your heart can't... That, and that is unironically what I heard. The, the heart can't handle it. I and then you got that. a little bit of a floppy in-betweener for your 12-incher. Damn. I remember that became such a huge thing. And, and the insults of, yeah, I bet you have a small dick. You small dick loser. It made you think, damn, I want a massive dick in, like, sixth grade. You want it for the locker room, but you don't want it for the other thing. <laughs> yeah, and, right? and then you learn, you know. I'd, and don't, I'd, don't I'd be good matter. having that in the locker room, and then, and then when it comes to, you know, lovemaking, be like, all right, <laughs> half the size. You know, I, I'm proud to be able to say I'm a grower. Not a shower. But how, how I think that's that that's cool. You can surprise your lady friend with 
she might pull down your pants and you weren't hard yet and be like, oh, ha ha. And then you're like, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking hold like Pinocchio down there. Uh, next, we kind of talked about uh, strippers last week. Mm-hmm. And I said that I was going to look up the most uh, popular strippers names. And uh, I did that. Yeah, definitely candy. All right. So here is the top. Uh, since you hate lists of 13, I'm going to go with the top 13 uh, stripper names. You just made that up. No, la- last week we did uh, top 13 something. And you uh, didn't like it. <laughs> Top 13 stripper songs. That's what it was. Oh. Oh, yeah. I want them in increments of five. Yeah. So number 13, and then I'll go over some of the others, is uh, Jade. Okay. Number 12 is Kitty. <laughs> okay. Number 11 is Cherry. Cherry. That's kind of a gross one. Number 10, Anastasia. Anastasia. Uh-huh. Anastasia. <laughs> number nine, Charity. I had a boss named Charity. She was the, not a stripper. She did meth and made pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like if your name is Charity, you're probably not moving up in the business world, is my guess. Right? Sorry to anyone named Charity who listens. You're not wearing a power suit in a leading meetings with a, with a whiteboard <laughs> and a pointer. I don't know. I've, I feel like Charity is more nodding off on the side of the road. <laughs> I do feel bad, but everyone knows there's stereotypes for every name out there. Number eight is Candy. Okay. Number yeah. seven is Ginger. Okay, yeah, from in like the 80s and 90s. Number six, Angel. Number five, Lola. Number four is Brandy. How is Lola and Brandy that high? I don't know. I can see Brandy. I don't Why know about Lola. Lola. I don't know. Uh, number three is Amber. Mm. Number two is Tiffany. And number one, according to this, is Crystal. Mm, because they don't take money for tips. They only take Crystal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to run down some more that kind of stuck out to me. Destiny, Chastity, Raven. Chastity uh, in Grand Theft Auto V, there was one uh, named Chastity. And you could get an apartment, and you, <laughs> if you got their numbers, you could call them over. And they would, like, lap dance you on a, a chair and if you got up, they would stay by the chair. So your your friend was on the bong, and you'd be in the chair, and then you would swap, and then drink a bunch of Jack, and then drive your supercar and try not to crash. Is that the proper terminology, lap dance you? Hey, Chastity, come lap dance me. No, you would say, come give me a lap dance. Okay. I just didn't know if I was keeping up with yes, the you did. these days. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Gotta... Lap dance is not new terminology. Well, you said lap dance you. Well, I was talking quick. Do you, okay. you don't talk perfect all the time, that's for sure. Um, we also have Scarlet, Bambi. Bambi? Paris. Uh, let's see. Lexi, Roxy, Porsche. Abandonment issues. China. No, it'd be Porsche. China. You know, I say, <laughs> I, I say Porsche for the car, but I feel like if someone is named Porsche, and it's Porsche. You're right. It's Porsche. It's got to be. Lexus. <laughs> Range Rover. Coco. <laughs> Luscious. Delight. Cinnamon. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, do a couple more. Powdered sugar. <laughs> Unique. <laughs> Luscious. You already, I thought you already said luscious. Oh, maybe I did. Uh, honey, peaches, Asia, and uh, Aria. <laughs> I don't know about Aria. I also decided to look up worst stripper names. Hmm. And there wasn't necessarily a list, so I kind of had to go all over the internet. And, of course, I ended up at Reddit, and Reddit yeah. does not disappoint. So here 
is a list of the worst stripper names. Gertrude. <laughs> Actually, they did say Gertrude. <laughs> yeah, because um, she's 90 by but default. I, but I chose to not put that on there. There's a fun size Tina. <laughs> fun size Tina? <laughs> yeah. That's just, I don't know. It's not. Harry Twatter. <laughs> okay. Urethra Franklin. <laughs> okay. I, I've uttered that name in my life before. Yeah. Crotch Rot McGee. Crotch Rot. <laughs> that's that's probably the worst uh, one. Christina. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. Scabigail. <laughs> Sagatha. Okay. I love this one. Sigourney Beaver. <laughs> that's not that is that is not the worst stripper name. That is a funny one. I know. That, that I is know. good. It was on the list and I saw it and I was like, I gotta put that on here. Uh Emma Royds. Mm. Mini Stration. Uh, that's that kind of a stretch. Uh Laquifa. <laughs> yeah. Yeasty lips. <laughs> they didn't even try. Oh man. They didn't even try. Tiffany meat flaps. <laughs> there's another, yeah, there's another one where they didn't even try to make some sort of play on words or anything. I don't even care though, man. These are just fun. <laughs> well, I mean, it, this has devolved into 3 a.m. Yeah. What, you know, you're like, you start off good, you're making puns, and then suddenly you say Tiffany meat flaps. It works, though. And yeah, it's hilarious. All right, fellas, put your hands together for Tiffany meat flaps. Yeah. Well, what was the one before Tiffany meat flaps? Uh, yeasty lips. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, Time for the oh, sweetest man. girl here. Uh. Yeasty lips. Uh, Aunt Flo. Don't mind the aroma. Ant flow. Ant flow? Yeah. Like A-U-N-T? Yeah, yeah. So um, having girlfriends back in the day, when they would be on their period, they would say, uh, Ant flow is in town. Uh, That's how they used to break it to Okay, me. so there's an old person that yeah. posted that. Uh, <laughs> lusty grunts. Okay. <laughs> Tammy, Tammy Tuna. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> First of all, Tammy, that is not a good sign. But then tuna. There's one called. No, I like tuna, though. Bulldog, which is <laughs> funny. That's good. Uh, moisty. Okay. Uh, Big Harry Ruth. Um, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Amber Alert. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, I put one in there, Big Jane. Oh, and of course. Then this last one. And her whole shtick, she does her, she comes to rescue you. She jumps out of a Blackhawk helicopter. stage in her UN thing. <laughs> yep. Then she strips it all off. Uh, it's all just a tearaway UN uniform. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, go listen to our, um, what, what was that? It was Peninsula. Yeah, but it was a... Uh, Train to train, Busan yeah. to Peninsula. Yeah. Um, and then this last one, I don't know, it just, it just cracked me up. Uh, Humpback Gale. <laughs> See, there's a good play on words. I, I can appreciate that. I know. Oh, man. Those were so... Oh, chocolate rain. I didn't say that one. <laughs> That's just diarrhea. Oh, stump grinder. I didn't say that one stump either. Stump grinder? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Those were so good. <laughs> Tiffany meat flaps and humpback gale. <laughs> All right. And next, I promised a... Uh, ask Jack. Uh, uh, uh... I just beat the shit out of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this Ask Jack comes from Caden. 
I teased it last time. Jack, what was your favorite childhood toy? Okay, well, for sake of this, uh, for the sake of this question, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm not gonna say any video game systems. Yeah, you know. Ah, oh, man, I I loved my Nerf guns. There was one I I got that had like a, a bullet shield you would put on the top of it. <laughs> yeah, I had the mini gun that had a bipod or just a tripod actually. I still have all these Nerf guns, by the way. I had the Nerf sword. I've used it to kill moths. Mm-hmm. It's because I hate I hate bugs. The axe. We would. Oh, me yeah. and my friend would always. Well, not my friend Gary. Me and Gary would always be. Gary's fighting. not your friend. Uh, well, <laughs> I was. I was trying to say more than deserving. I'm name dropping him. Whatever. Everyone understands. And the axe. You could like hook the sword into it and like disarm your foe. And we thought that was so cool. Y'all always used to fight all the time. Y'all be watching some show, and you'd be like, I'm SpongeBob, and then he'd be like, I'm yeah. SpongeBob. No, because no one wants to be Patrick. Yeah. He's brain dead. He's why stupid. Y'all, why did y'all have to be somebody in the shows you watch? I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but we we did always find a reason to to fight over some stupid right. shit. I'm the yellow wiggle. No, I'm the... <laughs> That's Greg. All right, neither one of you are fucking SpongeBob <laughs> or the wiggle. All right? You're, you're just you're two fucking, dumbasses sitting on the floor. Yeah, you're Jack and Gary. Shut the fuck up, quit fighting, <laughs> and just enjoy the show. Jeez. Yeah. Man, what what else? Um, the Imaginex Castle. This is going to sound stupid. Uh, Mighty Beans. Oh, really? <laughs> I loved them. All right. Because I had, I had a... Uh, there's like a hot girl one. I had a Navy SEAL one. Wait a minute. A hot... Wait a minute. Are you talking about those little... Those little... Yeah, the, the little beans yeah. that have like a, a wrap on them that's yeah. a character. There was a hot girl? Yes. Little bean? I don't remember what... It said exactly what they were called on the back. Did you flicker? <laughs> no. Um, you but that bean? I had like evil ones. Like I had a pterodactyl one and all... Like a, I had a whole evil gang and they would all be like holding on to the hot girl one and the Navy SEAL one I had. Man, they play. They were in the Imaginex castle all the time and I had to kill all of them and save her. And then there were some more realistic looking action figures I had, the like G.I. Joe looking ones. Um, you know, those were pretty violent as well. They were always murdering each other and I ended up ripping the head off of the evil one because he like got his head chopped off or something. If I was playing with action figures, it was some sort of violent... It was a fucking bloodbath? Yeah, there was something happening that was action and fighting and murder and rescue. I I, I don't think I could ever narrow it down to a favorite toy. Uh, a high contender was the Imaginext Castle, and then I, I also had the Imaginext uh, Pirate Ship, which was really cool. I, I liked doing things in those rescue missions and sneaky secret agents and shit like that. I don't know. Ritual killing. <laughs> I know. Mean, uh, there's also a storage container. Did uh, you have an Imaginex storage container? No. <laughs> that, that would be great. Um, I also had this 100-piece uh, Scooby-Doo puzzle that I would do sometimes. And a lot of the, the Imaginex castle, a lot of time I spent on that, I was glued to the toilet. <laughs> like not... Yeah. Like I would shit and then be done and for the next hour play yeah, hunched back or hunched forward, uh-huh. like chest touching my my legs, yeah. 
playing with the shit that's on the floor. I did the whole puzzle on the floor. Yeah, yeah. The parts of the Caribbean puzzle was really yeah. good. Or Caribbean. Why? Why would you just sit on the toilet for so long and play? I don't know. It didn't make sense. I played the Leapster on the toilet a lot, too. Yeah. I remember one time <laughs> you came out of there, like, uh, you played soccer, and you still had on, like, your oh, socks and shin guards. And then nothing you, else. Yeah, you you walked away. <laughs> yeah, you had nothing else on, and, and you walked away naked, and there was, like, the, the toilet seat butt imprint. Yeah, I used to get the your, red ring on my cheeks yeah, regularly. I think your mom took a picture of that. But yeah, there, there is a... I don't know that you can post that. <laughs> well, I doubt it. <laughs> but, but, hey, I give permission. No. It, it was hilarious. There's some old dude out there that beat off to that, man. I, I don't give a shit. Really? I mean, if I met the guy, I'd be like, you're disgusting. Yeah. I hope you die. But I'd, I'd be like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> no, we're, I'm, <laughs> we're done with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 impossible to narrow it down. I mean, I, mean, I, was, I was lucky enough to have a bunch of toys where I... Oh, you're fucking... I, I way too fucking many. Yeah, your Mimi hooked you up. Yep. So... Grandma I, spoiled me. I grew up... Um, you had two toys. We, we didn't have much. And yeah. if I wanted to play with the cool shit, luckily my next door neighbor, Mike, had it all. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, there were some uh, Christmases where if I got two presents, one was the sweat top and the other was the sweat bottom. <laughs> they're, they're just, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And I had plenty of money for a TV yeah, well, and a I big mean, you know, honking satellite. I'm pretty sure we were probably in some serious debt. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, know I, never, I never heard... But I just know, yeah, fuck, my dad, yeah, he spent shit ton of money on TV. We were one of the first people to have a VCR. We were one of the first <laughs> people to have a, a fucking uh, big screen TV that actually was a piece of furniture. Like, you would fold it down, and it had the red, green, and blue that would um, shine onto a mirror, which would project it back onto the screen oh. made by Mitsubishi. Uh, it was fucking huge. <laughs> Mitsubishi. Yep. Um. Yeah, but fuck, we didn't. We didn't get shit. You know, probably because yeah. all the money went toward his hobby and cigarettes. I was about to say, yeah, if he if he didn't pearl smoke light for, for a while. that many years, he would have been able to also get yeah. get you the sweat socks. Yeah, exactly. Your third present. Yeah. So I, you know, and then whatever, man. You know, we we typically got more than that, but there were a couple yeah. of really lean Christmases, you know. And then when I started dating uh, Olivia, I went over. Uh, we started dating when she was nineteen. Actually, it was her nine, eight. She was eighteen when we started dating. Yeah, grave robber. Not, I, took, not I took her grave out. Grave robber. No, no, she was of age. I, we started going out in November, and then she turned nineteen in December. Yeah, and I remember early December. Yeah, and so went to her place for her birthday, and I swear she had nineteen presents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they and just, that's how she. They rolled. just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. Um, and at the end of it, we got like concert tickets to go see uh, 10,000 Maniacs. Yeah, like, and, you benefited from her birthday. Yeah. And that's unheard of. And then in Christmas time, they gave me a $50 um, Dillard's gift card. And you're like, what the fuck? That was more than my parents <laughs> spent on me total, you know? Yeah. And they knew me for like a month. And I'm just like, what? Holy shit. And you're like, this is, yeah. that's when I knew I had to marry her. Exactly. <laughs> And they had a place at the lake. I was like, fuck yeah, man, this is awesome. Yeah. So it was really, really hard for me at first. Um, you know, we were married the next Christmas. And so I'm getting, you know, 15 fucking gifts it too. It made you feel weird. Oh, it made me feel really, really weird. Really, like really wrong. Weird. Yeah. Like Shameful. I, yeah. Like, I don't deserve this. I got used to it for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but y'all knew nothing else, man. From well, We were lucky. I mean, they just, 
And fuck, we almost had to take two trips when we go to Christmas there just to bring back all the shit that they gave y'all. <laughs> God, y'all got so much shit. Yeah. So much shit. Basically, if you put it on the list, you were going to get Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's another thing. I always felt bad. Olivia would be like, what, what, what do you want? And I'd feel bad for asking for stuff. And she's like, well, they're going to spend money on you, okay? Yeah. You might as well let them know what you want. I'd, I'd always, <laughs> and I still have a hard time spending money on myself. I, I do. And that, I mean, that's, that's me issues. So, yeah. um, but it's not ask me, it's ask Jack. It's just impossible to name one favorite, but I, I feel like I did a pretty good job. I, I gave you an outline of a bunch of the ones I loved, some funny memories of mm-hmm. hurting my ass with a red ring just because I wanted to finish a puzzle I'd already done five times. Yeah. It was weird. You were in there one time you had your fucking hard hat on, like a, like <laughs> was, a truck hard I hat. Was really young. Yeah. Though. Yeah. And then there's also, I mean, having an older sister, I played a lot with Barbies, a lot with brats. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had real in-depth stories too. Oh, yeah. Like it's uh, Dylan, this brat, wants his girlfriend to have an abortion. It was teen pregnancy. Yeah. She had a whole dollhouse too. Uh, so she had also these two leopard couches and we would turn one upside down and put it on top of the other because then it looked like one of those fancy like canopy okay. beds. Okay, yeah. And then they fucked on that, but 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 not fucked. They they slept, and then she was pregnant the next morning. Like the Bible, they laid together. Yeah, um, it was immaculate conception. Well, I don't know. Except about that. Dylan put his ween in it. Yeah, wasn't there a Nillin also? Yeah, there Dylan was a Nillin. Yeah, because Nillin was like evil, and and I had like <laughs> cut his hair, and uh, she was mad, and yeah. But he ran through the school naked. Okay. And he got expelled. Oh. Um. But yeah, Dylan and. I think like Chloe. Uh, Chloe was pregnant. The parents could not find out. And then she did have birth and or give birth. And we had this little like baby thing that it wasn't like actually an action figure or anything. It was just like this single plastic piece of like a baby swaddled up, swaddled up. Might have been baby Jesus from a nativity <laughs> scene. And we, we put it in the closet because they had to hide the baby from the parents, so the baby got neglected bad. Glad she didn't have a toy dumpster. Got got thrown in the closet. Yeah, lots of that. Lots of stuffed animals. Uh, there's she had this whole thing. Like infidelity. Yes, infidelity, cheating between the unicorn and the and the sloth. And keep in mind, yeah. So I, I was probably like six here, and so she's nine. She's this mastermind. Oh yeah. How was a nine year old talking about? cheating and divorce and this one went off to war and died because yeah. y'all made her get rid of some animals and y'all didn't know that they had real lives and that it was traumatizing for her like full detailed backstories yeah so one went to afghanistan and mm-hmm. died yeah they went to live at farms that's where all the stuffed <laughs> animals went good times all right and that was that's jack uh, 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 i just beat the shit out of my dick well, thank you, Caden, for sending in that uh, Ask Jack question. Uh, it's always fun to get one from a first-timer. I, I love getting them, period, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, he did not send me his email address, so I've not been able to uh, get in touch with him about a uh, movie mug and sticker. But, Caden, uh, if you're listening and you want one, send me your address, and uh, I'll send it your way. Promise, we'll not show up for dinner. All right, Jack, got anything else? Hey, Steven Seagal, you spit my cum on the seat. <laughs> Where did that happen? In your CRV? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that was in a high school parking lot again. It was the other cum stain in that CRV. <laughs>
I, every time it it's it gets mentioned high school parking lot mm-hmm. for people who haven't heard the story I was 16 or 17 at the time it was my high school uh, I I did something that shouldn't be done on on a high school premise but I was myself a minor I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want anyone to think that I've I've been an adult and done sexual things anywhere near a high school but I did when I was a kid yeah when I was a younger. Yeah, I think pretty much everybody knows that story, except for your mother. And if they listen, there's like two episodes where it gets discussed. So realistically, some people won't know. Dude, it's been discussed so many times. You flex on that all the time. But I have to I I have to make sure people don't think I do some weird fucking pedophile shit. And I have to make sure through the editing that uh, it's an open-ended. Oh, gosh. I would be so mad at you. All right, Jack, got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, Jack, are you ready? Yeah. All right, get your shoes on. We're going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3. Yeah! I have been waiting so long for this. You know, we went and saw the first one, and we were like, wow, that was that was really good. We should see the second. And we go see the second, and we're like, wow, that was not good whatsoever. Let's. I, I didn't even think about there being a third. That's sad. Yeah, it's out now. Any uh, yeah. any wants to see that? Absolutely not. I'll see it. I'm not going to pay. And eventually, and yeah. you'll see part of it till you turn it off. Inevitably, I'm not going to the movie theater. But the thing is, I, I like the characters. I really do. Yeah, like um, Groot was my favorite, and they he's like barely in the second movie. Well, didn't they turn him into a teenager who was like he just, was yeah like a a baby teen like twelve year old tree whatever yeah and then. The Batista, was it Drax, the the Destroyer? Yep. He was so much more annoying in the second one. They're like, hey, everyone liked how he was very literal and everything went over his head in the first one. Let's make him join every single piece of dialogue not understanding what's going on and being like, why did you say that to me? It's like, dude, come on. Like, People are so untalented at making movies nowadays especially, in my opinion, when it comes to Marvel. It was one of the most disappointing sequels to a a movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. All right, Jack, this movie came out in the year 2009. Okay. It is rated R. Good. It is uh, two hours and 33 minutes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 89% and IMDb 8.3 out of 10. And 89% of Google users like this movie, Jack. Very good. Good numbers, huh? Yeah. All right, let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. In the beginning of the movie, a man is seen in a sweaty shirt. (laughs) Okay. What tab was that under? Sex and nudity? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Why, is this shirt like white and paper thin? I don't know. You'll just have to wait and see. Um, Right. Well, it also says under sex and nudity... One character kisses another. <laughs> Parentheses, incredibly brief. <laughs> it sounds very R-rated to me. There are 22 uses of the F word, and a man snorts a white powder from a tin. Oh, we're watching Cocaine Bear again? Jack, you had a kind of a, a rough evening, and yeah. so I promised you that I would play a movie that you would be happy with. <laughs> okay. This movie is called... Inglorious Bastards. Great. (laughs) I love this movie. Man, I love this movie. Okay. There's cocaine in this movie? 
Evidently. Wow. I, I mean, there's certain parts I'm not looking forward to. Like uh, when Christoph Waltz knows that they're not Italian, but they're like, he keeps having them repeat their name. Christopher De Coco. Yeah, Gorlami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and fucking, and he knows that she was at the shootout in the bar, and okay, so her okay. leg Look, has in the cast. I have not seen this movie in a long time, so. Really? Yeah, just this relax, movie. Relax. This movie's awesome. How many times have you seen it? Like six, maybe, okay. or five, or, I've seen it semi-recently-ish. Okay. Within the last five years, I've seen it once. All right, score time. <laughs> I already know. You already know. Everyone already knows. All right. This is like one of the most jack-pleasing picks you can pick. And Nazis getting killed, gritty as hell, revenge, because all the inglorious bastards are Jewish. Okay, okay, okay. It's, Wait, all, it's everything. Let's get to it. Let's get yeah. to it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Yep. Do you know they spell bastards wrong in this? With an E? Yeah. Yeah? What's up with that? I mean, I don't know. It never bothered me. It didn't bother me. It's just... <laughs> you brought it up and... Well, I was just looking at it. it seem like they're stupid. No, they're not stupid. I know it's on purpose, obviously. I, just, I don't know what it's for. Yeah, I don't either. I, mean, there's, I think they're a real life thing. I and mean, there was a movie to the right. That said, the real inglorious bastards. So this is based so maybe on a true story. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I just pulled it out of my ass because I saw that thing. Maybe, maybe they're saying the real inglorious bastards, as in here's the real guerrilla Jew group <laughs> okay. that killed all the yeah. these Nazis. I wonder if there was one. And uh, there had to have been, man. Really, you think? I mean, imagine being Jewish back in 1940, whatever. Yeah. How bad would you want to fucking murder every last living Nazi? Pretty bad. And that's how you make a fucking super soldier. You get them whatever drug they need. You get them something with a big fucking magazine. Or in your case, you take them off the drug they need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you let them loose and they'll fucking win the war, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, black soldiers in the Civil War. Same thing. You fill someone's heart with hate, and you make it to where all they know is hate, and what are they going to do? Destroy. Destruction. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, I'd like to think there was a squads like this that went out and did stuff, but... It's no. very fantasy-sounding. <laughs> yeah, like a too a good to be true. For a reason. I'm, I'm sure there was guerrilla groups, and I'm sure there were Jewish soldiers, but combine the two, obviously there was no bear Jew, no guy... Scoring home runs on Nazi heads, but that's a shame, man. I, I, well, who would have fucking thought that can happen nowadays too? Because there's fucking Nazis and lots of baseball bats. All right, so let me give the fifty cent tour. This movie is about uh, some um, Jewish American soldiers who are in Brad Pitt's little outfit, and mm -hmm. their job is to go uh, kill as many Nazis. Mm -hmm. is possible. And, and scalp. They scalp each owe them 100 scalps in the, <laughs> until they die trying. Yeah, I think I should have said not Nazis with an underbite. Let me try that again. Your job is to go out there and kill Nazis. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> not bad. And you're a debit to me. <laughs> you said debit. That's, that's what it said in the, uh, on the closed captions. Yeah. Y'all all owe me. 
100 Nancy scalps. <laughs> not bad, not All bad. Right. All right, it's the underbite. Uh, yeah, it helps a lot. He kept that bulldog underbite <laughs> throughout the, the entire whole movie, movie, which was great. I love him, man. Brad he's Pitt's great. fucking awesome. Yeah. One of the things I really like about him, he's he's fuck, handsome as fuck. Yeah. But he doesn't take pretty boy roles. You know, he gets he's grimy. Always, yeah, grimy, manly. But at the and same I, time, he we can all love him in Fight Club. Oh my gosh, yeah, he's just he's great in everything he's in. I love seeing him in a movie. I know I did not like his hair haircut in um, World War Z. I like him better with short hair. He had long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't look oh, very he, good. <laughs> he, it doesn't matter what I mean, his hair's like. Still him, but yeah, that hair did not suit him. That he had like a pixie cut. No, we didn't have a fucking <laughs> pixie cut. And similar. Similar uh, length. So this uh, band of uh, Nazi-hating Jews, uh, they go around and they kill Nazis. Mm-hmm. And scalp them. Mm-hmm. But really, the movie wasn't really about them that much. Because then it just takes this turn, and it's all about the theater, and this uh, owner of the theater is going to take down all the Nazis in there and like, cause she's going to light the thing on fire. Yeah. The, the unglorious bastards have nothing to do with that from the very beginning. I would say this movie is probably about 50, 50, 50, 50 inglorious bastards and uh, Shoshana. Okay. And German side of things. But Shoshana, she escaped Christoph Waltz, who was basically the lead. He was a Jew hunter. Mm -hmm. Basically. Uh, she escapes him in the first scene and then she owns a theater. She's disguised as just a French person. And the whole, basically every important German ever is going to be in her theater. And she destroys it. But I'd say it's 50-50. It may be 60-40. 40 being Inglorious Bastards. They were in it a lot, but I feel like their scenes might have gone by faster. This whole movie it didn't feel like two and a half hours to me. It, I knew it was long, but it didn't feel like a beating like most two-and-a-half-hour movies do. But I, I think the Inglorious Bastards, they were in it a lot. 40 is the lowest percentage I would give because I feel like they... Not 39? No. I feel like their parts just went by faster. You're seeing them shoot people and kill people with baseball bats and stuff while the other stuff... Once. But, but, you're, yeah, but the other stuff is more dialogue. It was, this movie was so dialogue-heavy that whether they wanted it to or not, including every detail that they did, some dialogue parts are just going to feel longer than Because they absolutely the rest. were. They absolutely were. All right. Oh, so 50 Cent Tour. So you got them, the Inglorious Bastards. They go around killing Nazis. And then it switches over to uh, Shoshana, who uh, Jack said escaped from the Jew hunter, Christoph Waltz, at the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, she opens up this theater in, uh, in France, and um, and then this uh, soldier, German soldier, who was a hero in the war because he killed like uh, what? I didn't do the math on that, dudes. like a whole bunch of people. And they made a movie about him, so he's a movie star, and he has uh, the hots for Shoshana, so he wants me his, too. His movie, no doubt, <laughs> to be played in in this venue. And so the minister of propaganda agrees to it, and and all the all the top brass is uh, going to be there of the Nazis, and. Um, Word gets out to the British and the Americans, and they put together kind of this thing to where they're going to infiltrate this and blow up the place. They don't really know that Shoshana has already decided we're going to light this shit yeah, on fire. Yeah, they don't even know she exists. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it all comes together there at the end, and uh, Hitler's there, and all of his uh, pieces of shit. Goebbels. Yes, yeah, Goebbels, Gobbles, whatever his fucking name is. I think um, uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character called him Gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> So they all meet up and they burn the place down and there's a couple of uh, inglorious bastards in there with uh, unlimited magazines and, uh, and the, 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 great. The, the doors are barred shut. Everybody's like burning alive and they just go down uh, shooting people. And that's after they turn Hitler's body into Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they literally, that is the only time I've seen someone get Swiss cheesed yeah. ever. It's a little more than a double tap. They filled him up like two <laughs> mags. Yeah. And then they just start shooting into the fucking crowd of these asshole Nazi pieces of scum trash. Mm -hmm. They have to be the worst people to ever exist, right? And besides maybe some like Genghis Khan shit or like what Mon Mongolian barbarians. I, I don't have any idea what the Mongolian barbarians I mean, did or, or Genghis Khan. But I'm thinking I know about like Genghis Grill. I mean, Genghis Khan, everyone's related to him. You know, I I don't I'm know. Not aware of that. I don't, Jack. <laughs> I don't know how much like I'll have to check with my mom and that twenty three and me and see if it goes all the way back to <laughs> our days in Mongolia. We are white trash. I don't think <laughs> we are connected to Genghis Khan at all. But I'm just I'm thinking there was a lot more like rape and pillage type stuff. Okay. The further back you go, uh, alongside all of the murders and killings. I don't know what the biggest massacre is. I don't know if the Holocaust ended up being that. I think six million Jews, I think, was what the count was. It's, yeah, I, th I think so, too. And the Holocaust Museum was, I, I feel like amazing is the wrong word. But it, it was it, it was amazing. It, it was very cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know what again, you mean. I, I, I feel like it's... No, it, it was... It was tragic, but it was, it was so cool to visit that place and see all the history. It was a somber place not a word fucking spoken in that but place when we were in there there's nothing wrong with the word amazing it, it yeah. was an amazing place to i was visit. awestruck in there yeah yeah it, it was incredible and and yeah i mean it, as far as the history that i know there there's nobody more despicable than hitler and what he had his people do to a whole race of people uh all right let's see what the internet has to say it is the first year of germany's occupation of france Allied officer Lieutenant Aldo Rehm, played by Brad Pitt, assembles a team of Jewish soldiers to commit violent acts of retribution against the Nazis, including the taking of their scalps. He and his men join forces with Bridget von Hammersmark, a German actress and undercover agent, to bring down the leaders of the Third Reich. Their fates converge with theater owner Shoshana Dreyfus, who seeks to avenge the Nazis' execution of her family. So yeah, the very, very beginning of this movie was fucking brilliant. It, and this whole movie was really, and it was twenty-one minutes long because I, I had almost to pause twenty-two. It. Yeah, so it's uh, this guy and he's out chopping wood, and then you see the Nazis coming down the road, and it's Christoph Waltz mm -hmm. who's the Jew hunter, which he might be my favorite actor of all time. He, Based he on is, his performances in this and like uh, Django, every movie he's ever been in that I've seen, he's such a natural. And he can actually speak all those languages too. I know. Yeah, he can. He's I actually Italian, French, German, English, and mm -hmm. maybe more. Oh, those, man. those are the ones I, I like have heard and confirmed for sure. Amazing. He's awesome. So he goes to this house that uh, he knows already. That is, he knows they're, everything. They're, they're harboring uh, Jewish people in uh, underneath the floorboards. He, he uh, was um, omniscient, omnipotent. Yeah. He, he knew everything. He <laughs> yeah. had x-ray vision. And he would just fuck with people because he already knew. He 
he he took great pleasure in people's uh fright and uncom discomfort. Yep. He just like a psychopath, sociopath. I don't remember which both what they mean. He's all the he, he's yeah, one or more. Yeah, and he's like a billion times smarter than anybody else in this movie yep. until the end where he outsmarts himself. Yeah. Um, but he goes to this house. He knows that the guy's harboring Jewish people uh, underneath the floorboards, but he fucks with them for a long time. 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then basically says, I know they're here. Where, Point are, where they? they are. And he, he makes sure to switch to English because he knows that uh, the, the family below will not know what they're saying. <laughs> And won't cause a ruckus or do anything. It makes his job way easier. But that 21-minute dialogue and interaction, that was just the, the Quentin Tarantino master class of, of dialogue. He's done it in pretty much all the movies I've seen of his. It's some of my favorite parts of Quentin Tarantino movies is the dialogue. Now, sometimes they can go a little long. And I feel like it did in this movie in a couple spots. But at the same time, in those long things, it's so much detail. And a lot of times in this movie, there was a feeling of unease yeah, oh that yeah. they were just playing off of. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like it was just some really, really dry dialogue. There was always, oh, what's going to happen? Sure. And we also, we've both seen this. So we got to kind of view it from someone who's never seen it before. Oh, I remember the first time watching it, how uncomfortable I was and, and, for most of the movie. Yeah, so that just makes the, the dialogue seem longer because we've seen it already. And we, we know the gist. And I guess you forgot the bar fight, but you could probably kind of already figure out where it was going the whole time. I, I don't feel like that this movie is very hard to predict, but I, I will agree with you. They're a, a little bit long-winded, but... So after that... Once uh, the guy points out where the Jewish people are living, um, Christoph Waltz calls in his guys, and they just fucking machine gun the floor. Mm -hmm. And then a uh, a young girl gets up and runs away, and he has her in his sights, which is a long fucking shot for a pistol. But he would have made it. I don't know, man. Dude, for the sake of the movie, he is God. He is... <laughs> well, what is the, the guy who created the nuke? What, what does he say in that one clip? Uh, the Oppenheimer guy? I am death... I, I am become destruction, destroyer worlds or whatever. That was Christoph Waltz in this. I have, I I know he could have killed her, I and mean, it's a fictional world after all. And he, he was flawless. Come on, there would there would be no flaw on his track record for this movie. I feel like if he wanted her to die, he would have made it so. He would have paused time and flown over. So he lets her get away, and then he says something like. Au revoir, Shoshana. Mm -hmm. Farewell. And Cocky then, bastard. And then later on, she comes back and is the key figure in killing all of the Nazis. Mm -hmm. So there's part of me that just now that I've seen this movie a couple of times and knowing how smart Christoph Waltz was, and you're talking about him being omniscient, like, he let her go because he knew that one day she was going to go open up this fucking theater and put I him mean, in a position to fucking live on Nantucket Island and be pardoned and have the Congressional Medal of Honor, man. He just was, he was that fucking smart. He knew everything, man. Yeah, he really did. And then when he sees her for the first time, she recognizes him, and mm -hmm. it never tells you if he recognizes her or not, but he had two glasses of milk when she was hiding under the floor in the very beginning. And he orders her a glass of milk, mm -hmm. which is like a fuck you, Quentin Tarantino, because that still doesn't confirm or deny 
anything. He might have known all along. I he, You he, kind of have to feel like he does. He's just that guy. Yeah, because really, in the end, he could have stopped the whole thing from happening. He didn't care. He didn't care. So he, he let it happen. So, yeah, he might have known the whole time, which which is... 100% believable in my mind, just based yeah. on the character he was. There's a, a YouTube channel that does, like, analyzations of evil people in movies. And there is a, it's, I think it is called Analyzing Evil. I watched the one for his character in this movie, and the, I watched the one for No Country for Old Men. Oh, damn. Where he just analyzes them, kind of says some things. I don't remember exactly. I haven't seen it in a while. But a big part of it was, as long as they're suffering, I don't think he really cares. Also, he probably knew who Shoshana was. Those are like talking points. And it's like, yeah, you know, being a Nazi was convenient for him. Obviously, he didn't care if Hitler lived or died because yeah. he left it all up to, to choice for somebody else that was Hitler dead, you know? And I think he a lot just of, liked playing these games. He's exactly. like the jigsaw killer. And a lot of it is, hmm, I'm just going to let this play out and see where it goes for a little bit. Yeah, and, and then strangle someone on the floor. Oh, man. You know, he was very capable of doing the evil himself, but a lot of the time he was just mastermind, didn't really get his hands dirty for the entire movie until he strangled that lady on the floor, which he was, he was a maniac. So right after um, Shoshana escapes over the ridgeline, then it goes to Brad Pitt and uh, his band of merry Nazi killers, and uh, they've captured some Nazis, mm-hmm. and uh, they get one of the uh, the sergeant or something, and they're like trying to tell, and they're trying to get him to to tell where the other Nazis are so they can kill them, and he doesn't want to, and he basically tells uh, Brad Pitt, you know, fuck off, and Brad Pitt calls out the bear Jew, yep, and you just hear this lumber smacking a uh, stone wall in this old tunnel. And it's dark. For like three minutes, it felt like. <laughs> just the suspense yeah. building up, and you see just the eyes of the guy who knows he's about to get his head bashed and in. fucking Donnie comes yeah. out. And then he comes out and just... Buff yeah. Jewish guy uh-huh. and a wife beater with a bunch of medals on. Big Boston accent. And a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just uh, takes care of him, bashes him in the head. And then while he's on the ground convulsing after being hit in the head that hard with something like that, hitting him more. Yeah. They, they could have made this movie a lot more gory because it's Nazis. There, there's no humanity to be had. You know, like in some other movie, you're seeing innocent people getting chainsawed by Texas Chainsaw, whatever. You're like, oh, you, you can't make that too gory. It's, it's a little sad or whatever. There's humanity to be, humanity to be had there. But Nazis dying, that's monster slaying. You know, it's completely different. You could show me just the grimiest, worst gore ever. And if it's a Nazi, it's like, oh, you, you're, at least for me, my brain can shut off that certain side, you know, of like, I have to feel something for this. Well, now it makes it seem like I have a switch I flip to pretend. But you know what I mean, right? They, they People probably already figured that out about you anyway. <laughs> I would not have minded if this movie was 30 times gorier. I might have even preferred it for some scenes, because, man, did this movie feel so good. You just see, you're seeing the Nazi just get carved up or shot up or hit with a baseball bat. I was, like, giddy. Okay. I mean, they framed this movie in such a great way that it's like... I, I just love it anyway, so I'll, I'll be giddy no matter what happens in this movie. 
But see, I, man, I, I loved the baseball bat scene, and I kind of wanted more. There you go. That's exactly what I was going to get at. One of the faults of this movie, in my mind, and I can't believe that like you hadn't brought it up already, is. That's pretty much it for this band of merry Nazi killing and glorious Lots of scalping. Lots? I saw like five different scenes of scalping. But what I would have really have loved is, okay, we see where they are on the map now. Let's go fucking surround them and get them. Yeah, and you can see more of their operation and and all of that. there There was no more of that. There were no more really capturing Nazis. There was there was no more bear Jew with the baseball bat. Yeah. It just kind of it's called Inglorious Bastards. I just think it's it's yeah. going to be Brad Pitt and his guys going around and fucking people up and that's not what happened in this movie. It it switched to this theater and then this long 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 build up to killing everybody in there, which was was a great ending. But there was some disconnect from what I felt like this movie promised i even looked at the previews before i picked this and it basically just made it look like it's going to be brad pitt and uh his his gang fucking killing nazis nazis sorry (laughs) so there's some disappointment as far as that goes now i'm not saying it's a bad movie or anything i'm not trying to say that i'm I'm just saying that i wanted more of that and i felt like based on the name of the movie the inglorious bastards were who they were yeah and they weren't the main part of this movie. Yeah, I, I never thought about that. This this movie ticked all my boxes, and I would have loved for that, but I never thought about it like that. I'm surprised. So I just saw the movie differently, because I never felt like there was promise. I saw that as more of an introduction to some of the, the big hitters in this movie, no pun intended. Yeah, I, I'm surprised too. It's not like me to see it I know. that way. I feel like almost if I would have showed you this movie, like on a certain night when you were in a certain mood, Mm -hmm. you'd have been like, bullshit, man. Yeah. They had a really good thing going, and then they switched to 45 minutes of dialogue before they finally light a place on fire and it's over. I could hear you say that in a different situation. But then again, this movie is one of the only movies I feel like I've ever seen where the dialogue does not bother me. Long bouts of dialogue in any movie is sure to have me wanting to turn it off as soon as possible especially if that same movie started with a bang which that's the exact formula of this movie get the big hook the big attention grabber into a little bit more into nothing the movie flatlines forever now the only thing i feel like that kept me in was all the amazing acting and especially i guess that's two things christoph waltz if they would have casted someone else to be Christoph Waltz, this movie would have been a total flop, a fucking 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about that? I mean, it would have been so much worse. He was the heart and soul of this movie. You can't say otherwise. No, I, I wouldn't. And, and when you take the heart and soul out of something, it becomes nothing. So that's what I'm saying. This movie would have been so shit, comparatively at least. Like movie mugging without me. Or me. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly me. I just... I loved all the dialogue. I loved the bar scene and, and all the characters. Some of them had like three lines max, and, but they had a lot of screen time, and you still love them. The, the Stiglitz or whatever. They, uh, <laughs> a, a renowned Nazi killer. Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah, a man of few words, 
but lots and lots of action. Mm-hmm. He's in the papers. The Nazis capture him, put him in jail. The bastards get him. You know, you're we, we love your work, but you're still an amateur Nazi hunter. You want to go pro? And he just nods. And from then on, he's carrying like a massive machine gun or sharpening his knife with the perfect wrinkles in his face. He looks so hardened. Yeah. He looks so ready to just not only bite out my jugular, but eat the rest of my corpse while I'm sitting there and then still want to eat more dead bodies and kill more people. He was a great character because (laughs) he was a German soldier who did what all German soldiers should have done and started killing SS and Gestapo and stuff in in horrible ways. And And, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was good. B.J. Novak... He was just always in the background, uh, yeah. looking a little funky. Uh-huh. Not like maybe he didn't really belong. Well, maybe he's th- Ryan from the fucking office. Of course, <laughs> he didn't fucking belong. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. And you just and then you had Donnie, the bear Jew, with the bat, and he's just big and rambunctious and so loud and so passionate about murdering as many Nazis as possible. You just had this ragtag team of guys. And you don't really know anything about them, and they have. A decent amount of screen time, and some of them don't talk, and you're just like, even if they're in a scene that could be kind of boring, you're like, yeah! They're, <laughs> they're pretty underwhelming characters for the most part. But it's... Brad Pitt But they're has, so perfect. Brad Pitt and the Bear Jew are the only ones that have any personality whatsoever. Ryan from The Office had no personality at but all. But he added quite a bit to the scenes he was in. What if the rest of the Inglorious Bastards were like... Uh, Kevin and Dwight, and Stanley and Creed. <laughs> yeah, and Halpert. Creed would have fit right in. I mean, Creed absolutely would have fit Darryl, right in. Daryl, just all out there. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. And Packard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, I just want to talk about a couple more things, and then we'll get into um, the favorite parts and all that good stuff. Mike Myers was in this. Yeah, I thought that was... Which was weird. I thought that was funny because that whole... He he was like a British general or something telling a British special elite soldier, like, briefing him. But before he could give him the briefing, he had to test his German theater knowledge. And the whole the whole scene was weird. There's some fat old guy in a suit, Winston Churchill maybe, smoking a cigar, watching the whole thing. They're standing 35 feet apart while they're talking. The whole thing was bizarre, and I thought it was... Very fitting to see Mike Myers there. Did it need to be in there, that whole scene? Not necessarily. I mean, this any two-and-a-half-hour movie you could cut down by a lot. They're just adding more and more. And, and how else would they have introduced the British guy who had to pretend to be German and do that whole plan, you know, in the bar? They introduced him in a decent I, look, way. I know it's it's Tarantino, and that's what he does. Mike Myers, I'm, I'll take any chance to see him. I'm happy. But sometimes I feel like he's just a little too much with with the dialogue. Like we, I never finished Hateful Eight because that's all the fucking movie was, and everybody tells me how great it was. Oh, you got to stay till the very end. I can't. I can't sit there for three okay. hours and wait for the final fifteen minutes of the same fucking back-and-forth dialogue. I love Quentin Tarantino dialogue. Pulp Fiction, some of the best dialogue ever of all time of any movie, and I appreciated a lot of the dialogue in this, the very beginning, but God, man, at some (laughs) point, it's like, okay, okay, okay. One day, I'm going to pick Hateful Eight 
Because, yeah, I've heard the same thing. It's a Western, and Samuel L. Jackson's in it. I know, the cast is fucking amazing. And, and you you made it seem like it's just the dialogue amount that made you quit. I remember the exact dialogue that was happening when you turned it off, and I remember being in, at an age and at a point in this family's evolution where it was slightly less appropriate for me to be hearing that and for y'all to be wanting to hear that. It, it was some dialogue that made would have made mom go in the other room anyway. So that movie was going to get turned off for several other reasons. Because Samuel L. Jackson, I think was the one saying it, was talking about how he killed this guy's son, but first he was like freezing his ass off and he made him suck his dick and he could feel the blood in the back of his son's throat on his dick. That's what he was talking about when y'all turned it off. And I was like, yeah, that's gross. I wanted to finish. I didn't turn it off because it was gross. But I, I, but I turned that, it dude, off because 16 I was like hours later, I was still waiting for fucking something to happen. I was like 14. Okay. That was back when I had to wear my pants tucked in and could only look at girls if they had skirts that went down to their ankles. This family hadn't evolved yet. No, we... Um, and you were always there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were a closeted, we, terrible person. We slowly wore your mother down, basically, is, is what happened. B but I feel like a big part of bringing the barriers down was my whole bullshit. Your mental health? <laughs> mental health it, journey. It changed quite a bit. Yeah. For sure. I feel like that let me win more battles than y'all would have previously let me win. You know, it's really fucking hard <laughs> to parent a a kid who's mentally ill. Yeah, it's suicidal. It, it, it's it's really hard because there's moments where you're just like, I really want to fucking say something right now, but at the same time, I don't want him to fucking go kill himself. Yeah, you know? and you, it's a it's like a work life balance. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you got to pick your battles. It's it's real bad. It's, and it's almost impossible. Basically, don't pick battle. Mm, yeah, a lot, pick, a lot of the time. Skirt around the edge, beat around the bush. Hey, I was wondering, <laughs> maybe if you, you could do the dishes? If not, that's okay. Yeah, it, know, but don't add the part where they yeah. were supposed to have done it yeah. three weeks ago, and <laughs> you've been doing it for three weeks. Don't add that part in. And when they say no, you're going to want to whoop their ass. Or if they say something way worse than no... Like uh, some people would, just let them go to their room and take away all the sharp objects first. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. To be real, it is really, really hard. Do we parent in this instance, or do we not? You know, do we discipline in this instance, or is that going to make things worse? You know, were you cognizant of that at all? To where it's like, I know they're not going to say shit because they're worried that I might do something. No. Yeah, okay. I mean, some people might be and take advantage of it. Yeah. The way I remember it, I would never have ever noticed that. Do you remember a lot of those uh, no. years? Yeah, I didn't think I mean, so. A lot of that is like corrupted data on a hard drive for me. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> you know, you, you might be able to recover it if you do something. Yeah. I and mean, if if y'all tell me specific things, I'll probably be able to recall it, or at least maybe certain behaviors. Maybe not. Y'all probably remember a lot more specific interactions in the house between the three of us than I do. Um, but I'll be able to remember phases. You know, like I don't remember high school that much. I remember cross country with my friends or my friends coming over after school a lot. Otherwise. 
I don't remember shit. I remember sleeping. I don't remember how I acted towards other people. I don't remember if I was like... You're a fucking asshole. I don't remember if I was into y'all. No, you're a fucking asshole to your friends, well, too. Yeah, my friends are assholes, too. Yeah. But it was... So in most situations, acting how I did, you would have had no friends. But the fact that my friends were basically extensions of that as well, where we were all just assholes to each other in high school, it's different. Well, and you were crazy manic Jack, man. You, yeah. you would fucking do anything, and sometimes that's fun to be around and watch. Yeah. I, and see, I, I, I very well believe that I could have done some really stupid shit, and I don't even remember. Yeah. I think it's just so foggy, especially that and between all the medicine hopping, too. That could have played a part in it. Yeah, life sucked for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, compared to some other people's lives, you know, life was fine. But it, it, it sucked, you know. it's There's still people out there who don't understand that you can have mental problems, you know, especially if you're a dude. You, you might be more expected, like, like your dad. If you told him that you had depression when you were a kid, he would have been like, you got a vagina? Yeah. You know, like... Change your tampon and mow the yard. Yeah, go hammer some boards to something. <laughs> go wrench something, you know? <laughs> wrench something. But I, I mean, I was lucky mm -hmm. that I mean, you've had struggles and mom has had struggles and then my older sister has had struggles and I mean, who in this fucking family with these damn cursed genes hasn't had struggles? Yeah, we all have passes to the struggle bus. <laughs> yeah. Ride that anywhere at any time. Yeah. And I, I was I was lucky enough to be able to and get better. Yeah. And there's a lot of people listening probably don't think I'm any better <laughs> by some of the shit I say. He's or way, some of the ways I act. Way, way better. Um all right, let's just get into favorite parts. I mean there's so many main contenders. Uh <laughs> you can't really narrow it down. The theater, seeing Swiss cheese Hitler and their faces when they're just say hello to my little friend spraying down all the Nazis. Awesome. And then it showed all the TNT blew up, blow up at the same time. So you, you knew they blew up right after. They died doing what they loved most, killing Nazis. Nazi. Poetic. Fuck off, whatever. The bear Jew scene with the baseball bat. Any part where Christoph Waltz was in the beginning, just when he's he's not interrogating people, he's just talking to them, asking questions oh, but he's interrogating yes but the questions are very uncomfortable and they they're purposeful they poke and prod and it, it hits everyone's buttons all at once it's horrible and he's just smug and he's just all smiles so intelligent i the bar scene well while that was probably the longest amount of dialogue it's the uninterrupted part of the movie. in the movie i loved that scene I thought it was tense, even though I remembered nearly every detail of it. I still felt the tensity. Now, if I was watching this for the first time, I don't think that part would have felt long at all. I, I really don't, because I think you would have been feeling the, ah, what's going to happen? Nail-biting, whatever. Which, But I couldn't feel that this time, because I knew they were just going to shoot each other in the balls, and everyone was going to die, and the shoe was going to get left behind. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those movies, and, and it may be true for a lot of different movies, that... You know, once the cherry's been popped, you've seen it, mm -hmm. then it's not as great. It could still be a great movie, but it's just one of those that's, well, I already know what happens. It, so, it loses stuff. Yeah. It, it's 
Basically, this movie is completely built on suspense and you being uncomfortable and tense. Mm-hmm. And when you see a movie for the first time that's like that, it's going to be fucking awful. This would have had me rolling and squirming. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to handle it. But having seen it before, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. This is tense, sort yeah, of. Yeah, once, once the bar scene really got rolling, so you, you have uh, Hugo Stiglitz is in there. Yeah, and uh, stone-faced he, killer. He's going to go with uh, a British operative and somebody else, and, and they're meeting up with uh, actress <laughs> Von Hammerschnatch or something like that. <laughs> Von Hammer's Mark. Yeah. Um, not that, that's not that hard for a German last name. It's pretty easy. Not for me. <laughs> Von Hammer Schmidt. So one of them, he's British, and he's speaking German. And uh, one of the, the drunk like privates or something hears him, and he's like, what? your accent's really weird. And he's like, fuck you. Don't talk to me. I'm a lieutenant. You know, yeah, don't get away fraternize from our table. with me. And then you got this fucking Gestapo dude in the corner. Yep. And he's like, may I inquire uh-huh. about your accent? Yeah. And, oh, and so he he does the same fucking Christoph Waltz thing. It's like he fucking knows the whole time, but he's just fucking with him. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out his little luger and holds it at him. And what a pussy pistol! Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, and then just everybody fucking gets shot. Lugers <laughs> look like they're twenty twos, man. Yeah, but if he, <laughs> what caliber are they? But shoot? you know what? I'd love to have one that was taken off a dead Nazi. Well, yeah, it's a it's a trophy. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be put somewhere, not shot. That's the best thing about those They're is loser when an American soldier could get one off of a, a Nazi and, and bring that thing home. Imagine having fucking Nazi trophies. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, you it put that be. on your front door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess my favorite part is really. I, I thought the beginning was just great with Christoph Waltz interrogating Lawless. that guy. I've never been around Hollywood. I, I don't know how they make movies. I, I don't know how many cuts they have to take. I don't know if somebody just memorizes a few lines and then they cut and then they use another camera angle. But Christoph Waltz becomes his character. And I feel like you give him the script and I feel like he's just got this photographic memory <laughs> yeah. and, and just goes and goes and First goes. Try. And, and I feel like it must be such a joy to be on set and watch a man that is that fucking wonderful at his craft, which, which he is. He's phenomenal. He delivered. It wasn't even acting. It's like who he was. And it it's wasn't, like he's always been that yeah, character. And it, and it wasn't like a script. It was just him. Fluid. Yes. I also Com- I said what that weird. <laughs> Completely fluid. <laughs> I was going to say fluid and fluidity. Yeah. Okay. But then I trapped myself into a, a position where if I said fluidity, it made no sense. <laughs> so I said fluid. He was amazing. Th- throughout this whole movie, you, you hated his fucking guts. Yep. But at the same time... You liked him, but you rooted against him. I the love whole time. his voice too. Uh-huh. He, uh-huh. I don't know where he's from because he has a slight accent when he's doing English as well. Uh, I mean, in this movie, he probably added something to it, but like even in Django, his voice is so you you can pick it out. Yeah, it, it's strange. If there were a way to find out, it, you know, I'd like to know. Oh yeah, yeah. He 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 was phenomenal throughout the whole movie. Uh, in, in the end, he did outsmart himself. He made a deal with uh, Brad Pitt to where he was going to uh, surrender 
but he talked to some general somewhere and uh, kind of struck a deal and, yeah. and it basically single-handedly ended the war. He was like, because I'm doing this, I want the Medal of Honor. I want a house here that y'all paid for. I want the shit I've done, the horrible shit I've done to be viewed as a necessary evil to to keep my uh, cover not blown. Because you know? I saved millions and millions of yep, lives. pulled out all the stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was... So they were, like, driving Brad Pitt. I'll, I'll let you explain because you brought it up. Yeah, the deal was struck, and it was going to be like, okay, we're going to take Brad Pitt and uh, Ryan from the office all the way as prisoners to the American front, and then we're going to switch over, and then the driver and Christoph Waltz are going to be the prisoners and going to surrender to Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's going to go back to the United States and, and get all the shit that he was promised by a general. Well, Brad Pitt, he didn't play. And uh, he hates Nazis. He, he immediately shot the dude's driver, mm-hmm. in which he started freaking out. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, you're going to get your island in Nantucket or whatever, and you're going to get all this stuff. But when you go there, you're going to take off your Nazi uniform. That's what he said to um, everyone. This is one of my favorite details. I'm glad I didn't have to try and awkwardly bring it up after uh, you say bucket of chicken, <laughs> like I always do. Yes continue yeah so when he's gonna let somebody go he asks him when you go home you're gonna take off that nancy uniform and yes they, yes. Say, they say yes and he's like you're gonna burn it that doesn't really sit well with that, me that does not do i it. wish you could wear that all the time so people would know who you are but i understand you got to change clothes every now and then so i'm gonna it's I'm, just not I'm, practical i'm gonna give you a little parting <laughs> gift to uh let everybody know what you were and then he would carve a swastika in the middle of their forehead and it was not lightly carved no they he showed carved him. it deep yeah so that that shit would scar up bubble mm-hmm. up and stay for the rest of the, your life yeah yeah you know there wasn't any fucking light markings all right uh, i think it goes without saying bucket of chicken christoph waltz yeah i mean 100% there were so many other big players in here like i really liked von hammersmark the actress I liked the Inglorious Bastards. It would be fun to give them a whole bucket of chicken. Brad Pitt, fantastic. But really, come on. We've talked so much about him. He really is the man of the hour. I'd love to be like, and here he is. And he comes in here and talks to us for a little bit. Because, damn, he, he's just a fucking genius. He, you, he, he really. Be- I want to see more movies with him. Because at this point, I, I think I've only seen him in this and Django. In both of those movies, he's either the best or one of the best parts of both of those movies. And I want to see him in more. I mean, there's no way that he just has two miracle movies and he sucks in other things. I bet there's a movie out there where he sucks. I bet there's a but movie out there. But he's got to be there. like 23 or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> like we'll, we'll just started. We'll have to look into that. Because he is just one of my favorite actors of all time and two of my favorite movies of all time, honestly. And I love this movie. I love Django. And he plays a massive role in both. He's just, he's so good. All right, score time. 100. Okay. I mean, Christoph Waltz by himself would have caused this to be a 100. It just happened to have other things I enjoyed in it, too. Uh, I can't give it 100. I I knew you wouldn't. You've been kind of sour this whole time. I enjoyed the movie. It was entirely too long. There was way too much dialogue, and I know it's Tarantino, and I know I should expect it in a Tarantino movie, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. And then the fact that this movie wasn't really about the inglorious bastards, for the most part. You felt gypped. 
Think of the fucking music montages that could have gone along with that, though. Yeah, I, I know. It would have been fucking awesome. I would have loved clonk, clonk, you know, just way more baseball and bat then, action. And then maybe even like a freeze like a comic book and have like one of those bright yellow explosion-like things, you know? They could have put yeah. a whole lot of fun effects in there. I, I would have more opportunities for gore. I would have loved one where they, they like someone's holding like a Nazi's head against like a, a wooden support beam <laughs> and he just slams it until wood meets wood, you know? And the support beam falls. Yeah, just something. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Or just some sort of ridiculous torture. Like maybe they drop a big cinder block on one of their heads. So Nazi kill of Nazi kill of the week. Yeah, it, it would have been awesome. They're like, hold on, hold them down, Donnie, yeah. or whoever, and they get a big, big old rock and take it up on top of the, the bridge with, like, a train track on it. Yeah. And they just drop it, and it gets close, and, the like, it falls right next to the Nazi's head, and he's and sobbing, and like, like oh. dude, come on! Yeah. And then like, they, what the fuck? And they just get another and maybe miss, and like, fuck it, and they just shoot him. Or they drag out a big wooden mallet and just uh, <laughs> finish him off. <laughs> Bonk, uh, midsummer style. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I just I, they I, could have had a lot of more fun, more gore, more. Hey, yeah, we're the boys that are yeah. grimy and getting revenge yeah. kind of movie. And everybody's afraid of them. And and there's more headlines and there's more German soldiers that are hearing about this badass group. You know, they're they're already built up. They're already legends. But we didn't get to see it. That's why I would love an Inglorious Bastards like point five. You know, usually a movie with the point five in the title is like dog shit or a sequel in itself. I would love, just because the Inglorious Bastards are so awesome and I don't want to give up the one that we have, the movie that we have, but I would really fucking love another one. How about the adventures of the Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, the, you would have to do something cool with the title. Uh -huh. But I would, I would love that because they were charming fellas. Maybe they make it to where there's, yeah, just all the stuff that happens in between. Because there's a there is a three year time skip from forty one to forty four. Yeah, I want to see some of that shit. Yeah, I want to I want to see. Yeah, you could make the whole movie in there leading up to that, just showing what each person did. Yeah, you took the time or like good backstories, longer backstories for some of the other guys. Yes, I want to know why Ryan fucking was on there. I want to know what his whole part was. I don't know. I, I feel like they, they found him nailing a cat to a, a telephone pole because he was just quiet and stared off into space at every moment. He, he just looked like he was totally gone until they're like, hey, do this horrible, grotesque thing. And he's like, okay. Yeah, and he did it. <laughs> yeah, he, there's something wrong with him. Deep, deep-seated yeah. issues. His he, heart he rate killed his family. His heart rate never changed no matter what he was doing. He, he's very accustomed to being in a straitjacket, yeah. that one. Yeah, backstories would have been great. But that would have to just be its whole own movie, I think. I don't think so. You I might have been able to balance this better, but at the same time, I, I think it was perfect. I can't believe we're on opposite sides of the spectrum on this. I would love that more than anything. You know I would. I love... Gory kills. I've expressed my love for Nazi death, but this movie is a masterpiece, and they could have cut more in. I think they could have, but I, I, I can't help but feel like it would just be best as separate because this movie, all the dialogue it had, there weren't dialogue like moments in the dialogue where I was like, I would remove that because some of it was a lot of like extra seeming detail, 
but it's all just playing up this whole moment where it's happening. I feel like they got a little too cute. They, a they, little bit. They went a little too far. A, a little, little too, too much. It's like too when... Too much. Too little ridiculous. I, I'm, I over, have a way to explain it to you. Overkill dialogue. Perfectly. Okay. When you're trying to meet the word count. Yes. On an oh, essay. Oh my gosh, yes. There you go. That's yes. exactly what you're going 100%. for. 100%. They totally did it. But I was the teacher that recognized it and laughed instead of recognized it and took points off. You know, I, I was I was okay with it. I, I do have some complaints with this movie, but it's still a great movie. Okay, so I'm going to give this movie a... I'm going to give it a 94. I will absolutely take that. Okay. Are right, you got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 195 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Hey, we have a website. You can go on over there, moviemuggin.com. You can listen to episodes over there. We got some links. One is uh, for uh, Ask Jack. So if you have a question for Ask Jack, uh, just uh, you can go on there and submit it. If you send me your email address in the uh, Google form, I will get back with you. If you would like a Movie Muggin sticker, I will send it your way. Uh, we also have a link on there that will take you to all the movies that we have mugged in alphabetical order. So if you want to see if we've uh, mugged uh, Nacho Libre, just head on down to the ends and you will see that we have not. I was about to say, have uh, we? Nacho Libre at this point. No. It feels like we have. Uh, we also have <laughs> a um, link to our merch store. Guys, there is a 35% off sale upcoming. I talked about it at the very beginning of Lobby Time. And uh, now I can't remember what the dates are, but there's uh, two different little spans of time. In They're the, happening. Of May, and they may be happening right now. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm too lazy to go back and look. But you said it at the start, I did. what dates they were. Yeah. So it shouldn't matter. This is a re friendly reminder. Friendly reminder, yeah. And you know what? We don't just have movie mugging gear on there. We got some uh, other fun designs on there as well that will make you the, um, the bell of the ball if you uh, wear that to... The ball. Uh, that just makes me think of Michael Scott. You would be the bell yeah. of the ball. He was talking to Ryan, right? He was being prison I, I, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was. The Dementors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. You'd be the talk of the town mm -hmm. wearing your Boner Jams. What these, was it 03? Yeah, Boner Jams 03. Why is it 03? Because that's... Uh, that was not a significant year in either of our lives. No, it's from uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. When uh, uh, Paul, Paul Rudd took over his big box of porn, and he was telling him about all the... And, hey, here's Boner Jams 03, and a nice <laughs> yeah, compilation okay. he put together. I didn't remember that part. That's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, very fun. Steve Carell. Christoph Waltz in it. <laughs> what would he play? <laughs> what he played in this movie. See, that's another thing about Christoph Waltz. I think his range yeah. is limited. I was going to say, I feel like he's a bit of a one-trick pony. Great actor, without a doubt. But I could go down the list of movies we've done, and I and I could say, would you put him in this? And you'd be like, no. Would you put him in this? No. Hey, would but you put him in this? he's no. a lot better than a lot of other one-trick ponies. Well, sure. Such as Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore in all 83 movies he's been oh. in. And the highest rating I would give him as an actor is like a 6.8. And he's he's great. I've heard Uncut Sometimes. Gems is fantastic. But oh, I forgot that that existed. Not, not really interested in seeing that. But, he's uh, Adam Sandler. So, he's kind of overstayed his welcome with I, me a little no, bit. I, I mean, good for him. And he's a down-to-earth guy. But come on, is he not tiring? In little doses? Absolutely not. 
Okay, yeah, that is. It the depends exact, on the movie. That's the exact definition of something that's tiring. It depends yeah, on in, the movie. Yeah, in little doses, it's not bad. It's not tiring. Hey, I'll watch. But in regular size doses, yeah, it's tiring. Come on. It depends on the dose, like uh, <laughs> Jack and Jill. Well, that was just a dog shit movie on top of it. Why are you bothering me? <laughs> Terrible. It, it was a very bad idea, a very Terrible. poor execution oh, on top of that. Yeah, we've not done an Adam Sandler movie yet. Really? Well, oh, okay. What what one would we do if we did Happy one? Gilmore? Uh, I mean, I've seen that movie like 90 times. Yeah. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> you didn't like Billy Madison. I've seen that like once. Once? I was going to say 1.5 times. I am like one of the only people in the world who did not like Billy Madison who likes Adam Sandler. I like Fifty First Dates, but yeah. we we just watched that like three nights ago. It was on TV. What what was what's his other one? Wedding Singer. Yeah, that was good. But the what's the other Water Boy? <laughs> yeah, Water Boy is funny. I don't know if they're still around or not, but there for a while, maybe two years ago or something, I stumbled upon a uh, an Adam Sandler podcast. I don't know how they could still be around because uh-uh. I think you would run out of Adam Sandler movies by now. But that's that was oh. their whole thing was they were just going to watch Adam Sandler movies and just do their podcasts on all, just Adam Sandler all the time. I think I'd throw myself off a balcony before yeah, doing I, it, that. It had a clever name. I can't remember what it was though. But uh, the Sandler lot. The, the Sandler lot. Yeah, maybe it was something like actually. That. Maybe. No way I just guessed a random Adam Sandler fun. I don't know. I don't know. But shout out to you guys if you're still around. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for listening. And uh, go on out and kill yourself some Nazis. And uh, have a uh, movie mugging day. Bye. I've probably seen more stretched out assholes than you have in my lifetime.